Now, here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. There you go. One more hour here, Brock and Saul. Seattle Sports on 710seattlesports.com. Just saw Michael Bumpus walk by. G's stopping by. It's a little party in here. By the way, I feel bad. We had Bump do Blue 88 yesterday. He was off. More, I feel terrible what we did to poor Bump yesterday. We didn't know he was off. We don't get those emails to, like, know that someone's not going to work. So we asked him to fill in, and he, like, woke up and did it, even though he was had, like, his anniversary yesterday. I feel terrible. Oh, cry me a river. Do you know how many times I've done Blue 88 when I'm off work? I know, but you're different. We didn't know, like, that he specifically had a day off. So, anyway, Brady Henderson is here. Um, yeah, like Dante. You're not even supposed to be here today. That's how, yeah, uh, that's how right. these things work for him. I like Brady getting fired up, though. We can, yeah. You can bring that into which is better. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what we're going to play. Let's play which is better. You know how this game works? Uh, this is where you, this is, yeah, yeah, you, you give you two better. choices and yeah. you decide which is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Now, you can use whatever reasoning you'd like, though. The reason, the, 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 the true genius in this game is in the reasoning you use to decide which is better. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Which is better, Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Um, neither. I mean, yeah, they're both annoying. Yeah, I mean, Jason. I'll say Jason Kelsey just because I, I got. Look, I got sick of hearing Travis Kelsey drunk, blacked out, right, screaming into the microphone about how nobody believed in us. What are you talking about? You're the Chiefs. I mean, you've been the best team in the NFL for the past like eight years. Yeah. So just get out of here. With they're that. both very look at me. Right. Yeah. Like there's that and I like that, you know, the drunk shirtless thing would be funny if it wasn't all on TV the whole time. If the whole thing wasn't look at me, look at me. Yeah. It's, and I, yeah. I will say though, as much as I kind of don't really like either one of them that much, they're both really good players. Yes. Jason feels more authentic than Travis. But I respect Travis for everything he's done here over the course of the last year. Dude just like randomly got Taylor Swift's number, reached out to her, and it worked out, and now they're, like, in love with each other. Was that the genesis of it? He basically was like, I'm going to shoot my shot, see what happens. Like, hey, I play football, maybe Taylor Swift will go out with me. He said on his podcast he, like, sent her or gave her a friendship bracelet. Yeah. Because she does those at her shows. She sure does. And it worked. I don't buy any of that. I don't know whether it's true or not, but if it is... This sounds like something that Taylor Swift's PR people cooked up to make no. it look so wholesome and authentic. I don't I just, think so. I'm suspicious of everything with her. I don't know. I'm now a Swifty. I don't think she does that. <laughs> shoot your shot, though. We we can all agree. I on like that. the shooting shoot of the shot. shot. All right. Yeah. Which is better? The millennials or Gen Z? Um. Now I would identify with neither of these. You're a millennial. No, I I don't think so. I, yeah, you are. Uh, yeah. You're like I, what? Thirty eight years old? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Yeah. yeah you're, I, you're specifically a millennial. I don't know. I always thought I was like just. Well, it's look. There's the there's the age cutoff, and there's also like, do you identify? Oh, the personality. Yeah. Do you identify? You're with like. The, Eight years into being a millennial, uh, I don't know. There's <laughs> like some the there's it. some millennial stuff that I don't really. <laughs> I guess identify you really with. are right on the the cusp of the two. I would, yeah, yeah. Age wise, I would think so. Uh, definitely not Gen Z. The whole broccoli haircut thing, and uh, you know that just the 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 energy that. Uh, here I am sounding like an old man. Four two five says you're a millennial, but I can hear it in your Seriously, voice, yeah, my guy. You are, I mean, you are a millennial. <laughs> the thought of raising a daughter right now and having them date these guys with these yeah, stupid thanks. haircuts is just—it's uh, <laughs> terrible. Oh my god, it is so just old. awful. 
Yeah, my daughters are like, all they talk about is how dumb everyone around Does, them Didn't everybody's old man say the exact same thing? Maybe. Nobody said that about me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I'd love to no. have my daughter date that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yes. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? All right. Which is better, the AFC or the NFC championship? The, now, you can take that to mean this year or any year. Yeah, well, this year, it's definitely the AFC championship. Just For because sure. the, the quarterback battle and the fact that you've got, you know, two team, like, that's going to be a legitimate game. I, and I don't think either of them are going to be blowouts, but you've got two of the best, the, the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, I know that the Ravens are a lot better team on paper right now than the Chiefs, but would it shock anybody if Mahomes and Reed and Kelsey went into Baltimore and won that game? Absolutely not. It would be a shocker, I think, if Detroit went into San Francisco right. and won that game. On the other hand, Tony Romo will yes. be doing yes. the AFC game, which is a huge mark against oh it. Yes. On the other, other hand, Greg Olson's going to be doing the NFC game. So now I don't know which which direction. I, I think Greg Olson's great. I think Romo is not great, but I think Nance. Oh uh, no, Brady! I don't out. know. I oh, don't the biggest know. play of the game here, Jim. <laughs> this is huge. Oh, it's going to be a run here. Oh no, never mind. It's a How is that? okay. This is genius, and then he says nothing. How is he the number one analyst on C? Like, what are they doing? And it's such a contrast to Nance, who's like the low energy master. The whole thing is absurd. The, the, what really gets me is, oh, here, and this guy here is going to go. Like, do, do you right. know who that player is? No. He does do, not. do you know his last number name? Number 32 over yeah. here. Okay. Which is better? Mike McDonald, the assistant coach right now with the Ravens, or Mike McDonald, the singer from the Moody Blues? Are, you, are we talking Michael McDonald? Yes. Like, yeah, Michael like, McDonald, yes. Yeah, like it, from 40-Year-Old Virgin when the song comes on? <laughs> yes. yes. Um, yeah, Michael McDonald is just a... He's a legend. He's a legend. He's a legend. Yes. Yes, totally Doobie agree. Brothers. Yeah. He is a legend. When you hear a Michael McDonald song, you're stopping and listening to it. Do we have any Michael McDonald over there, Justin? I could not name you a Michael McDonald song. I don't know see, if I could name a single one. See what you can find under, under Michael McDonald. He sang but a bunch of duets. Hits. You just know? Well, yes, you would. He sang a bunch of duets. Justin, see if you can pull that up. I'll ask J uh, Brady another question here in the meantime. Which is better? The commander's job or the panther's job? The commander's job. Yeah, I don't think the Panthers, Panthers job is a good one at all. You're stuck with Bryce Young at quarterback who does not. I mean, I would have serious reservations about what he's going mm -hmm. to become. You're also stuck, you know, uh, coaching for an owner who seems like he's maybe a little bit off his rocker. And, you know, the, the odds are you might get fired in the first year. If yeah, you look at the last I mean, few. And, and even if you do last more than a year, you're going to have to deal with a, a guy who seems just totally impetuous and he's getting frustrated and throwing drinks at fans in opposing stadiums. I think if he's doing that, there, I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that you don't know about. That that uh, yeah. I know they got a good GM in Dan Morgan who's been in Seattle, but that's not a job I would uh, want. How about a little on my own featuring Patty LaBelle and Michael McDonald? This is elevator music. Oh, that's so Michael McDonald's thing. It's a yacht rock man. Yeah, he's like the master of like soft rock. This oh. is Dennis Office. Yeah, you're getting your teeth cleaned. See what else you can find on okay. there. Did I say Moody Blues? I'm sorry. I meant the Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. I said Moody Blues. I meant I Doobie, Doobie Brothers. Doobie, yeah. Sorry about that. That's my fault. I misspoke. They rhyme. It's my bad.
All right, which is better, Brady, Justin or Mora? Whoa. <laughs> that was not on the sheet. It is. It's right here. It's on the sheet. It's on the sheet. It's right on the sheet. You have to read it. Uh, I'm going to pull at Dave Chappelle and say that there are so many amendments to the Constitution. I can only choose one. <laughs> By the way, okay, I heard you talking to, I think it was Bumpus yesterday about the how kids today apparently yeah. aren't saying They're Kobe. They're curry. They're yelling curry. Yeah. I, so I grew up here in Kobe, but did, do you know the, the origin of that? No. I think it was I never a, heard it I think it was a Chappelle skit, and I'm not going to tell you the exact oh, nature yeah. of the I had skit, never heard but, it until 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 Kobe died, and then I heard about it. I'm too old for that. Oh, yeah. Gen Xers don't skit, know that. He had players that did some other things off uh, the field and people saying their names when they did them, you know, committing crimes. And, got it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. It's as far as we like, can go like, with when that you explanation. Yell, like Lawrence Taylor or Mike Tyson or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I get it. No, I told he, or Cecily that they should start yelling Caitlin Clark's name whenever she hits a shot. Yeah. Caitlin Clark is so freaking fun to watch. She Have is. you watched her play? A little bit, yeah. Dude, she is awesome. She is the one person right now in all of basketball that I will tune in to watch. I think she's a blast. Yeah. She's a lot of fun. I wonder I wonder what kind of NIL money she's making to stay at Iowa. I mean, she I would have been the number one good. pick in the WNBA draft, right? You gotta good. imagine. Salk, are you going to answer the more adjusting question? Yeah, questions? I'm going to answer it, as a matter of fact. And I know people, you can turn off the music. I know people think that I'm going to say Justin, and I am. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say Justin. <laughs> no, I am going to answer. You better after all the music he rolls in for I you am going to say Mora. And the reason I'm going to say it is because of the singing you did yesterday, oh, yep. which was so incredible that I, I uh, think recency it. Recency bias. Yes. Oh, no, that's absolutely recency bias. Here is a little of Morris. As you may know, Morris was late to work yesterday. She, over, she overslept. And so Don't the punishment for oversleeping is that you have to sing. And she did. You have to skip like 35 seconds ahead. That's right. Okay. singing. <laughs> there you are. You know the song, though, Brady. You remember this era? Oh, yeah, I do. Iconic. <laughs> Turn it up, Mara. Wake up. Grab a brush and put a little makeup. <laughs> Take the dog out very quickly. Why won't you please just go pee? Here you go. Don't forget your smoothie. You wanted to. Grab a brush and put a little makeup. You wanted to. Take the dog out very quickly. Why won't you please just go pee? You wanted to. I don't think you trust in my ability to wake up fine. I cry when I wake up and see the time. <laughs> there you go. That was Mora yesterday, and that's why she is better than Justin, wow. which is better. I'll that, take it. That was incredible. You know what that reminded me of? And I still laugh about this to this day, is the uh, the clip of Holmgren yelling at Brock. Oh, and, the, and hey, the Brock Fasser? Of, uh, of, of <laughs> Master of Puppets? Uh, yeah, Master of Puppets. I do have that here. If you, if you would like to hear that real quick, <laughs> I would, because before I was just we take a break. That's one of my favorite things that we ever hey! discovered. I was definitely proud of that when we came up with it. That's one of the dumbest things we've ever done on this show, and yet it's still pretty funny. We'll come right back with hopefully something smarter. And everything you need to know, it's Rock and Salt with Brady Henderson, CL Sports on 710. Need 
to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, yesterday it was Jim Harbaugh. Today, it's Dave Canales. Apparently, according to Adam Schefter, just moments ago, Dave Canales, former Seahawks uh, quarterback coach who was not on their interview list has been hired by the Carolina Panthers to be their head coach. So we're down to only three jobs with Jim Harbaugh out and that uh, and then now the Carolina job taken. It's Washington, Seattle and Atlanta and Atlanta's interviewed everybody. Yeah, including Bill Belichick, including Bill Belichick. Now, do you think they hire Belichick? Or, like, if you were going to hire Belichick, would you still be interviewing candidates? Yeah, that's – would you even need a second interview with Bill Belichick? If, uh, I the mean, fact that they are going to interview Bill Belichick twice and then not hire him is bizarre. Yeah, no, but maybe that's a, a product of, you know, Belichick's probably going to want things that other coaches, you know, wouldn't be in position to ask for, whether right. it's a certain salary level, whether it's, you know, personnel control uh, over Terry Fontenot, the GM there. So but don't know what's exactly going on there, but – um, look, man, good for Dave Canales. What a what a fast rise. I mean, he was a assistant coach, quarterbacks, coach wide receivers in mm-hmm. Seattle for a time. I, he got passed over for the offensive coordinator job in 2021. Then went to Shane Waldron, left uh, last season to become the Bucks offensive coordinator. So one year as an offensive coordinator after yeah. more than a decade of being a position coach under Carroll. I'll now tell he's you what, coach. if you want somebody, there's only a couple of options left. I mean, if the if the if the Falcons go with either Belichick or let's say Bobby Sloak, who seemed to be sort of Vrabel even, I mean it's really then just you and Washington. So if you want Mike McDonald, if you want Ben Johnson, if you want Ajiro Avero, like they're yours. Like they, yeah. you're going to get a great coach out of this. Somebody that's really up your alley. No, I think the Seahawks are in a good spot here. And, 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 you know, one thing I've wondered is if they're casting this wide net and they're mm. doing second interviews with all these candidates, is there a risk of, you know, taking your time, which you should do. You should take your time to make the right decision. But is there a risk then in losing out on your guy? I think the fact that the Panthers are hiring Dave Canales, a guy who didn't even seem to really be on Seattle's radar. I think that's great for the Seahawks, especially if, uh, new, if Atlanta ends up hiring Belichick, another guy who doesn't seem to have been on Seattle's radar. Now you're only talking about two openings, and so you're only competing really with one other team uh, for the guys that, that you're on, and, and maybe they end up hiring a guy who's not really your preferred guy anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think this, this to me, this bodes well for the Seahawks. If they want to wait around for Mike McDaniel, if they want to wait around for Ben Johnson, I think it looks like it's shaping up to, to be, you know, to, for them to be in a good position to do so. Here's the second thing you need to know. It's been a while yesterday talking about the Hall of Fame in baseball as Beltre Helton and Mauer are headed there. Next year, though, it's going to be a very Mariner-heavy conversation. Ichiro's going in. Book it right now. Justin, you might as well already book your flights to Cooperstown because I know you want to go see the Ichiro thing. He's going in next year. The only question is whether it's unanimous or not. Better be. Felix, I'd be surprised if he makes it in on the first ballot. To me, though, Felix is a Hall of Famer, and I would vote for him. I know he doesn't have some of the longer counting stats. John Morosi yesterday said that to Wyman and Bob. How can you compare, for example, Felix Hernandez when he comes on the ballot a year from now? Brilliant peak, but obviously the injuries caught up, and so he didn't compile the numbers that you typically see. Uh, what kind of support will he get? Yeah, I, he would have my support because he was a dominant pitcher of his generation, and that, to me, should be what you're looking for in a Hall of Famer. 
Who's a, a current Hall of Famer who you would point to Felix and say, okay, and, and this is, I think, the danger. I mm-hmm. think this is why a Baseball Hall of Fame just has too many players in it. But let's say if you're playing this game, okay, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Felix Hernandez had a similar career to him. He should be in. I'd have to go look through that. I don't know that I know off the top of my head. I, I just, I'm more of a feel guy yeah. when it comes to Halls of Fame, whether it's football, b- baseball, whatever. Like, do they feel like a Hall of Famer or not? Like, the guy who's in the Hall of Fame for baseball that kind of drives me crazy is Craig Biggio. He's a yeah. good player, and he am- he amassed all of those numbers. He got 3,000 hits because he played for freaking played ever. But he was never a dominant player. Bagwell and, and Berkman were better players on his team. Like, he's a good player, but he wasn't a dominant player. And so, like... I feel like they baseball kind of gets that wrong when like when you're there are these certain plateaus they just give it to you you reach 3000 hits so you're in okay but Felix was dominant dominant player just yeah. doesn't have the counting stats so yes I would put Felix in Here's the third thing you need to know. Speaking of dominant, that's exactly what the Kraken were last night. They blew the doors off Chicago right from the opening face-off. They were just the better team from start to finish. Joey Decord had a great night. This was a really cool sequence. Back out for Everly. Take it away from him. And now Piglet with the breakaway pass to Donato. Donato moving in. Backhand shot. Stopped by Decord. A clear breakaway for the former Kraken forward. And now at the other end, it's the Taylor. That was great. Great up and down hockey. Great save by Decord on one end. And then uh, they sent Tatar away. It was a really, really nice feed from Jordan Everly to send Tatar in all alone. And he scored. And so they snapped their little losing streak with a nice win over the Blackhawks. That is everything you need to know. Quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. Brady is uh, helping with some ranking today. He's narrowing our uh, group to the top five. So... We, uh, that's coming up in about 20 minutes. That's a huge honor, by the way. I don't. That's very rare that we bestow that honor upon anybody. Well, I'm honored. Yeah, no, it's a, it, it speaks to just what a part of this show you are. He's been so. a celebrity guest ranker in the past, so we know he's got the chops. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, well, chops. then coming up, he's got the chops. Some call me a Hall of Fame ranked participant. Well, you don't have the counting stats, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> well, I got the dominance. <laughs> You've got, got all the best teams. <laughs> you got the occasional bouts with dominance, so. Uh, we'll come right back with this news uh, just breaking moments ago from Adam Schefter that the Carolina Panthers have hired Dave Canales to be their head coach. Do you think they were turned down by anybody before that? I definitely wonder on that, whether mm-hmm. they were turned down. That being said, there are only three jobs left, and Seattle is one of them. So what does this mean for the Seahawks? It's coming up next. I'm Brock and Salk. This this is Brock and Salk. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Brady Henderson's been in all morning, uh, which has been great. Tomorrow we'll talk some baseball. Assuming the Seahawks don't like hire a coach tonight, uh, Shannon Dreyer will be in. We'll talk a whole bunch of baseball as we're inside three weeks before uh, spring training starts. So we'll do that with Shannon tomorrow. By the way, I got a text earlier, Brady, from somebody who said, this is the only show I know of that doesn't like the Kelseys or Taylor Swift. What's with that? It's like, whoa, uh, hold on. I may not like the Kelsey's, but I am not saying that about Taylor Swift. As I said, I think Taylor's made Travis more likable. No, I'm saying exactly the opposites. I don't want to be misquoted. I don't want an army of Swifties after me or anything like it. Do you know how much Taylor Swift gets listened to in my house? I'm a, I'm the dad of a Swiftie. That's like what my life is right now. Well, she put him on the map. 
first of all. She did put him on the There's map. There's that. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I, I, I appreciate Taylor. So you were telling me the other day that her, she's got this great message of yeah. positivity and empowerment and, you know, being nice to each other and all that. That's great. I love that. <clears throat> I just, I just can't stand her music. Well, you don't have to listen to her music to I like her. I don't listen to her music. You don't yeah. have to. Right. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to love her I don't music to her. like kind of who she is and yes. what she's done. And I, I think I would probably put myself in that category. Plus, the music's catching. I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie. Like it kind of grows on you. It's like the opposite of people with like, it's like, I don't like the person, but I love the music. Right. It's <laughs> like, ah, this is a flip of that. Yeah. Like, like I don't know whether I love the music. It's fine. But I kind of like the person. I kind of like what she's all about. Anyway, uh, the Carolina Panthers have a head coach. It's a little bit of a surprise. It's Dave Canales, who was the Seahawks. Uh, he was here for a long time, right? And then he was the quarterback's coach. Ended up leaving last year to go to Tampa, where he was the offensive coordinator. Did a really good job with Baker Mayfield. And now he's on to Carolina. Yes, and and that hire, and this is nothing against Dave Canales, but the whole everything we know about Carolina, that strikes me as a job that maybe prospective head coaches did not find as appealing, and that Canales was the guy that they were able to get, mm-hmm. not necessarily the guy that was their first choice. And and again, Dave Canales ended up being a great head coach. He did a lot of really good stuff in his one season as an offensive coordinator uh, in Tampa Bay with that roster and with a you know a new quarterback in Baker Mayfield. But what do we know about Carolina right now? The draft pick situation is not great because they gave up a lot for Bryce Young. They are committed to Bryce Young, who if you just go off of last season – he he was horrible. That offense was horrible. And and look, I think it's one thing, you know, it, it's easy to see if he like fit the prototype of if he, if he looked the part of like a prototypical quarterback, it'd be a lot easier for me to to see Bryce Young really becoming that type of quarterback. But he doesn't look the part either, mm-hmm. which is really concerning to me. And he certainly didn't play the part last year. So there's that. There's the the roster, the draft pick situation, and the fact that the owner seems like. A nut. Not a, a very stable guy. <laughs> Seems like a nut. Yeah, and so that whole situation strikes me as maybe that wasn't the most appealing job, and that's how they end okay. up with Dave Kinnett. So anyway, that one's gone. Uh, Chargers are gone as Jim Harbaugh goes there, which really just leaves three jobs. It is just Seattle, Washington, and Atlanta. That's it. So let's run through these for a minute because, Brady, this is what you do for a living. You're, you're, you're in on all of these conversations. The Atla- let's start in Atlanta. They have interviewed all the big names. They've been linked to Belichick with a couple of interviews. They've been linked to Mike Vrabel with interviews. They've been linked a lot to Bobby Slowick, who I think has had a couple of interviews with them as well. Uh, But they've talked to everybody. What do you think Atlanta does? Because that's supposedly a really good job. Uh, Yeah, although they don't have a quarterback. So I don't know how completely appealing the job would be. I mean, typically what you see teams do is – uh, when they fire a coach who you know was his specialty was one side of the ball, uh, they go the opposite direction of that. That's not a hard and fast rule. You know what but... makes it a great job? What's that? The division stinks. Yeah. The rest of that division stinks. Carolina's a complete mess. Uh, Tampa is now going to lose their offensive coordinator, and they don't seem like they're a good team, but not a great team. Yeah, got and some old the same superstars. with the Saints. They're like yeah. kind of in between. Who do they want to be? What are they all about? I don't know that they're great in a great spot right now. So you get to play for an owner that's got you know money and is invested, and in a division where you can win. 
And yeah, and you got some nice pieces there. Yeah. Bijan Robinson being one of them. I just don't know how well that roster would stack up. But you know, if you're a new head coach, you get a five-year contract, something like that, guaranteed. Then yeah, maybe you feel like you've got time to build up the roster. I I, I don't know, you know, how Arthur Blank is regarded among NFL owners, but it's certainly I'm sure he's better than David Tepper. Where? So who do you think ends up there? In Atlanta. Yeah. I I just I don't know how you interview Bill Belichick. And do a second interview with him apparently, and not hire him. Right. I mean, look, if they don't do that, then it's certain. It's obviously not the resume and the coaching acumen. It's it's something beyond that. Of maybe it's the the contract demands. Maybe it's you know Belichick wants personnel say, and they don't want to strip that from Terry Fontenot, the GM. But they already kind of have stripped that from their GM. Like he already wasn't on the on the on the podium when they were announcing what had happened with their head coach, like with Arthur with Smith. Arthur Smith yeah. It just I don't know. If I were Belichick, I would not accept that job right now. Like, and just kind of knowing Belichick and his, like, everything about him. Like, wait, you've asked me to come in and interview twice. Okay, fine. I wanted to interview you. We had to talk to each other. But now you're 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 leaking and talking about all of these other interviews that you're doing and how much you were impressed by Bobby Slowick. I'm Bill Belichick. <laughs> you're impressed by Bobby Slowick? Take your job and shove it. I don't want this gig. If you if you're legitimately telling anybody that you're impressed with Bobby Slowick when I'm available and I've interviewed with you twice, I don't want your job. Yeah, but I but I just look we, we come out. But but maybe this is sort of like what you're saying here. Maybe this is Bill Belichick being picky and realizing maybe. that he could take a year off and come back next year and be the hot guy. And, and maybe he's waiting for that Dallas job. I guess all him. I'm saying then is. If I'm Bill, if at this point, given how it's gone, it's hard for me to now imagine that Belichick's going to be the guy in Atlanta. Yeah, I thought it would happen when they interviewed him a second time. I figured it was a done deal. The fact that it hasn't happened tells me it's not going to happen. And I think if you're the Seahawks and assuming Bill Belichick is not on their radar, which the, those two have not been linked at all, then you can probably you, want Atlanta to hire Belichick. Can you imagine? By the way, oh. can you imagine if after all of this, after 14 years of Pete Carroll? <laughs> They hire the guy that New England hired after they fired Pete. That would be the most bizarre situation you could imagine. It's not going to happen. No. It, but can no, you imagine if it did? No. I mean, talk about an opposite culture uh, change there. I know you can imagine it because you've done apparently done a radio show with Bill Belichick. I don't so need that to happen again. No. I'd be fine. I'll just tell you guys, if for some reason they hire Bill Belichick to be the coach here, I will not ask him a question about his team. It, it, like, if I'm doing that interview, I'll promise you right now. Every question will just be like a lesson in football because there's no point. None. Yeah, he won't tell you about his team. He won't tell you anything about it. All of the interviews will just be about football in general, just so you know. Yeah, that, that could be good. You could get some good stuff there. But It'd be like a podcast. Yeah. If you're the Seahawks, though, you want Bill Belichick going to Atlanta because right. then that means of the guys that you are interested in hiring, you're the only team you're competing with at that point is the only other team with a head coach opening, which is Washington. And so you've got a very good chance at that point to get your guy, and I think they still do. I mean, they, they could argue that, that that's the best job of the three. I know some people think Washington is the best job, but I think the Seahawks job is better than the Atlanta job right now. So all of that happening and the way this has gone down with now two you know two more jobs taken up since or filled since yesterday, what does it lead you to think about the Seahawks job and who's going to end up here? Ugh, I still don't have a great feel for it. I, I, I really don't. I mean, if a week or so ago, I would have said Ben Johnson just because my gut tells me that 
it's going to be a young offensive guy, a, a young guy being a guy who's moldable and would be adaptable to their culture. I still think that's going to be a big thing. And Do you think he's the best of those guys of the young off, you know, the young buck offensive coordinator types is Ben Johnson, the best of that group. I mean, so that's him. The resume it's is Bobby Slowick. It was Frank Smith, right? Before Mike, Mike Kafka, it's Mike Kafka yeah. of that group. Is he the most impressive? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and and look, resume wise, certainly because he's unlike Slowick, he's done it for a couple years now, and that Detroit offense for the last two years has been among the best in the league. But like we talked about earlier, the, the, you're oversimplifying it if you're just judging the best candidate as being the hot coordinator from the hot offense or defense. There's right. so much more that goes into it. I I can I can imagine Ben Johnson sitting up in front of a team and commanding a group of 53 players more than I could somebody like Mike Kafka. For um, sure. And maybe more than Bobby Slowick as yeah. well. Did you hear what KJ said yesterday? I really thought this was interesting from KJ Wright on that subject because, as we've said over and over again, hiring the best coordinator from the best team is dumb. But commanding a room, awfully important. This is something KJ mentioned to us yesterday. And I would love it if we could have film on coordinators running meetings. Mm-hmm. I would love if I could see a coordinator running a Saturday night meeting or a Wednesday um, game plan meeting. I would just love to see if the NFL allowed. Um, this is this tight. It's yeah. super tight. No one gets this, but for when they ready to get ready to get hired, teams could see this. Teams could evaluate how they speak, how they stand in front of a room. And I just think that would just be golden. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of I'm Never sure a lot of people who are hiring uh, would love to see that as well. I mean, look, I, I I think for people like us who are on the outside and observing in, look, e- even like hardcore football observers are not going to be able to tell you whether this guy's scheme is so much better than this guy's scheme because it's hard for us to know, is this the scheme that's making this offense work or mm-hmm. is it more so the players? I think for me, the the litmus test that I rely on is when I see this person, you know, in front of a microphone um, and I hear them talk in their press conference or, you know, in, like, can I imagine them standing in front of a group of 53 players and commanding their attention, getting them to buy in to what they're coaching, getting them to want to play hard for them. And with some of these guys, like, you know, Raheem Morris, I, I've, I, you know, I had the opportunity to step in on Rams coverage a couple of years ago when one of my colleagues at ESPN was on maternity leave and I was in Zoom calls with this guy. He's a really impressive guy. I can 100% imagine Raheem mm-hmm. Morris standing in front of a room and commanding players' respect. Right, I so can let's imagine go that with list. Patrick Graham, too. With Patrick So he's the one I probably know the least about. Patrick Graham is somebody that could that yes. could command a room? I, I think so, just based on what and, – and I you know I haven't been studying these guys like no, going I know, back. But, but based on what, what you I've know, seen, yes. Dan Quinn? Oh, absolutely. Mike Vrabel? 100%. He's Mike Vrabel it. seems like the guy more than anyone yes. who does that, commands a room, young players. Uh, Aviro? Uh, I've got to plead the fifth again. I, I haven't, I don't know enough about him and some of the other guys. Based on what I've seen of him, it's limited. And then talking to, to um, Pelissero yesterday, it sure sounds like he's got that. The guy who doesn't, the two that don't seem to have that for me are Slowick and Kafka. Yeah. Neither of those guys seem to have that command of a room communication style type of a thing. Yeah. I, with Kafka, I've, I've wondered that too. And, and, you know, but, 
I don't know, maybe he's more impressive behind the scenes when he's talking to, to these teams. Now, the one interesting thing, I don't know if we've touched on this earlier, but the one interesting thing about this coaching search, and look, it's no surprise that the Seahawks have cast such a wide net. That's what you knew that they were going to do. I wonder, and this is just my own theory here, I haven't heard this from anybody uh, inside. My theory is that I wonder if part of the motivation in casting such a wide net is that you are not only vetting these guys mm-hmm. as potential head coaches, but you're vetting them as possible coordinators, and you're maybe doing some recruiting uh, as possible coordinators. I mean, let's say the Seahawks ended up with um, a, you know, a, a younger offense. Let's say they pick one of these younger ben head Johnson. coaches to be a first-time head coach. I, I doubt that he that Ben Johnson has been in the NFL long enough to really establish like a great Rolodex of connections. He might need that help. Uh, so some maybe of that late Avero decides that, hey, I really liked what was going on there. I'd come there as a coordinator or something like that. Yeah, I could see something like that. I also think that the the more jobs that get off the board here, the more opportunity you would have if you do actually like Mike McDonald, who you can't interview until Baltimore's out. You know, if there's no other jobs left, you don't have to worry about waiting too long. And right. by the way, here's just one other thought on him from Greg Rosenthal yesterday. I love the idea of Mike McDonald, the, the Ravens defensive coordinator. I was just watching their defense this morning, and he's just done such a good job against that coaching tree. To me, Mike McDonald has shown this year he feels like the the Shanahan tree killer. Like he's done so great against those offenses that he's to like, me he'd be a fun uh, like Roundup, the weed killer, but for the Shanahan tree. Yeah, it, I, and I think whatever decision the Seahawks make on this, it's going to come down to: Do you want to try to score with the 49ers and Rams in your division, or do you want to try to stop them? I want to try to get the best coach who's the best at leading a team, setting a culture, and all of those things. Yeah. And if he can do one of those two things, both would be fine is with me. Is Mike McDonald your guy? Uh, Mike Vrabel is still my guy, even okay. though there doesn't seem to be any evidence it's going in that direction. With Vrabel out, potentially, and Harbaugh out, I'd have to really... Yeah, I think either Ben Johnson or, or, um, or McDonald would be intriguing. They'd probably be the next two on my list, but... As, or a Vero. I think a Vero is pretty interesting as well. Probably those three. Where do you stand on Michael McDonald as a potential head coach? Mm, like the, like the, the singer? Yeah. I feel pretty good about it. I feel like Yum will be there. Let's yeah. do some ranking. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Yeah, all right, let's do some ranking. Today, uh, we are ranking stops. Stops rank. Something people feel a lot strongly about what we should be doing with this segment, but we're not just stopping happen. doing this. Okay. Yes. First one that probably came to your mind. Understand. How is that not a top five stop? Yeah, it's a tough category today, Justin. What can I tell you? Well, it's a lot. Jeez. There's a lot of stops that the I thought. First of. one that pops into your mind. I know. Yeah, it's a great song. Just not top five. What can I tell you? Brady, how much influence did you have on this top five? I uh, I circled a couple songs that I would really hope to see in the top five. They will be there. Yeah. I can guarantee it. Well, in okay. fact, they're going to be numbers one and three. Okay. One and three. There you go. That's a little Starship from the hit. 80s. What a hit. Starship and Heart kind of did the same thing in the 80s. Yeah. Right? Like, they'd both been, like, 70s rockers, and they turned into, like, 80s ballads. ballads. Yeah. Yep. 
Smash. Uh, this is a really great one. Thank you, Marshawn. <laughs> Get that one in there. Yeah. Uh, perhaps have you heard the entire? Um... Stop the hammering. <laughs> have you ever heard that whole thing? What from, is that? Uh, what's his name? Lawrence O'Donnell. It's like a freak out that they caught on tape where he's screaming at everybody on the set to stop the hammering. <laughs> yes. So funny. Losing his mind. It's so good. It's similar to the um, I'm going to do it live. Oh, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, it's yeah, similar to the Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Justin, you actually put some Michael Jackson sound on yeah. here. Usually you refuse. I know. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Again, we're talking about not liking the person, liking the music. That's that's just yeah. So separate the art yeah, from yeah, the artist. Yeah, really good song. This is not not top five. <laughs> no, no, no. Justin, Justin just, really doesn't like man, the chili peppers. Really, so much red hot chili pepper fatigue. Yeah, just can't. They're just not for me. Hmm. You just kind of want to stop playing them on the radio. I do. I do. I'd like to stop playing them. Stop the rock. You want to stop the rock? <laughs> stop the rock. That's uh, Apollo 440. Sounds so 90s. Yeah, you played stop, the rock. stop in the Name of Love before you played that I didn't, one. Well, I'm not putting these in order. These are just, you know, honorable mentions. There's a lot of honorable Mora. Worth it. Definitely worth it. Uh, my dad once uh, called into a radio station in Boston to the, uh, what are they called? Lauren and Lauren and Wally show, I believe it was. And they had like a, one of those competitions where they play you like five seconds of a song and you have to guess it. And he won. And this was the song that they played. Bus stop wet day, she's there, I say, please share my umbrella. You know who that is, Brady? Bus no. stop, bus go, she stays low. The Hollies. The Hollies. Yeah, bus stop. Bus stop. Yeah. Bus stop. Stop. Bus stop. The Wasn't Hollis. there a bar in Seattle called the bus stop? Seems like there should have been. Jill just Jim Lake trolls. Yeah, you can't stop the feeling. There was. Yeah. That's a lot of play. Uh, we got some movies. Stop or my mom will shoot. I remember that one. Still Getty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stop making sense. You ever seen the movie Next Stop Wonderland? No. It's like an indie flick from the 90s. Pretty good movie. It talks a lot about the uh, expression consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. <laughs> I believe 253 stop, drop, and lock it, of course. <laughs> For sure. Not quite it. Someone just texted one that I think Justin said you guys don't have. What's up? Little vanilla ice. Stop, collaborate. And no, that's true. Oh, if Brock was here, yeah. he'd be very upset, he and then he would do the whole thing. Stop, drop, and roll. Of course. Yeah, good one. I really do miss riding the T in Boston because you have these like seventy-year-old, bitter, angry drivers on the T, and they would call out the names of the stops. You'd just be driving, and the terrible system. You get like. Next time we're in Park Street. Excuse me? What is that? And like, I think now they've finally gone to, you know, like an, a, mechan- a mechanized, automated, automated yeah. thing. But you're like, oh, next stop. Uh, next stop is uh, Government Center. Government Center tracks for blue line, blue line, Government Center. What? <laughs> I'll put that one on there. This just is very fun. specific. Yeah. Thank you. It's just a big part of my youth. <laughs> Are you ready for the top five? Oh, you know what? I got some others I should probably play yeah, before I run we get there. Uh, like this one. Don't, Don't stop. stop. Is this Michael McDonald? No, that's Fleetwood Mac. Like. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> oh my god. Christy McVie specifically. Just kidding. Yeah. That's Heather's that's Heather's R. person R. right there. I know. Five. All right, here is your top five stops. It's your one-stop shop for rank. <laughs> top five stops. Number five. Here we go. Yes. You like that one? Jane's Addiction? Uh, yeah. I was trying to, I was, I was blanking on who it was. That's Jane's Addiction. Yeah, I thought Brady was going to circle yeah, that Yeah, I thought that would have been one uh, of your favorites, uh, Brady. I'm all surprised by that. Now, this is going to be controversial. This is only a number four. I'm sure there's people who put this at number one. I don't understand entirely how this song has taken off in the last decade or two. It used to be like a good song, and somehow people have turned it into something better than that. A lot of it's gotten overplayed. I think teams have adopted this as like their. Uh, I know the yeah. Giants did, the White Sox yeah. did. Like yeah. it's just too much. Back, back in college at Western, and uh, Betsy could probably corroborate this. Thursday night, uh, you'd go out to the bars, you'd go to the Nightlight, okay. 80s night at the Nightlight, and you'd get $2 Rainier Tallboys, okay. and Obviously. they would play Don't Stop Believing yep. as like the last song. Everybody right. would lose their mind. All right, we got to hurry here. Yeah, Number three. All right, for what it's worth, number three, Buffalo Springfield. Good call. Had to be on there. Now, I know Maura, as much as she hates ranked, is going to like number two because, well, she's, you know, sung it on this show before. And it's not easy to get Maura to sing, but occasionally, if you work really hard at it, she will do it. Maura, do you want to tell us what number two is? I'm assuming it's DMX. It is. Singapore's. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to oh, play oh, that. I thought you were Singapore's. Stop. <laughs> shop. Shut them down. Open up shop. There you go. Yes. <laughs> DMX like energy DMX. there. Yeah. Yeah. I actually do really love that. Everybody loves this song. How could you not love that song? Everyone loves that. That's why it's number two. But I would hope you guess number one, just given the history of this particular artist on this segment. And if he's going to Is it Rush? collaborate with Stevie Nicks. Tom Petty, yep. Stevie Nicks. Yep. I think it's Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. All right, whatever. Yep. Either way. King is back together. on the crown. Or the I knew it was throne. either Rush or Tom Petty. Well, could have been yes. Foreigner. Sometimes they make it big as well. Brady, thank you. Great stuff. Uh, follow Brady at Brady Henderson. Read him at ESPN. A Wingstop. Man. And hear him all the time. Oh, yeah, Wingstop. Or GameStop. GameStop. Yeah. Yeah. Did I solidify my Hall of Fame uh, rank credentials yes. today? Yes, you're in the ranked Hall of Fame. Okay. Along with Farmer. Get, get working Tom on Petty the bus. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait S- to be in shrine. Stop and smell the roses once in a while. We're going to go. Stick around for Bump and Stacy. They're coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Till then, the hay is in the barn. See you, everybody. Get to the chopper!